In this episode of Difficult Conversations with Faith, we will be talking about healing from the pain of sexual abuse. <laughs> Today, I am on the show alone, but I do hope that the words you are about to hear will change your perspective towards pain, especially if you have been sexually abused, violated, and molested in the past. So now, let's just get into the intro and then the discussion proper. Hello there, I am Faith, and this is Difficult Conversations with Faith, a podcast that seeks to educate, inspire, entertain, and empower you with critical life skills. As I always say, we live on a real world with real people who face real problems. So if you are yet to subscribe to this podcast, I encourage you to do so. Invite your friends and family and let's engage in some difficult conversations. So first, I'll share a story with you about a woman named Jackie Hill Perry. She is currently a disciple of Christ. She is a mother of two children and has two lovely daughters and she's expecting her third child right now. She's also a poet and the author of Gay Girl, Good God. She has a messy past, but today all that is history. So while telling her story of being sexually molested, she said that she could not remember the color of the skirt she had on, whether it was blue, whether it was black, or the color of the basement the incident happened, or how the guy who abused her sexually got her to follow him. She said she could not remember if he had led her by the hand or if she had run after him like a child under seven would do around the teenage boy she trusted. Guess what? He was just 16 and she was five. She said that her mother had left her in the hand of or the care of the one she trusted, not knowing that the one she trusted will turn around to destroy her daughter's femininity. Isn't that what goes on in our society today? That the ones we trust or hold in high esteem are the very ones who dig a pit for us to fall into. Some of you listening to me right now were raped not because you actually wanted the feel of sex, but because your parents were not physically in your life. You were, you were just left open for the enemy to devour and you became a prey. For some of you, you were raped because you wanted to help. You had seen a problem that needed to be fixed. And you wore your maternal instinct, especially if you're a female, only to get raped in the process. And actually, this analogy reminds me of the event that happened in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 1 to 21. No, 2 Samuel chapter 13, I beg your pardon about that chapter 1 to 21, where, where Amnon raped Tamar, not because, not because of anything, but just because he wanted to fulfill his lust. Imagine telling his sister that he was ill and then asking her to bring stuff into his inner chamber. And the best thing he could do was to take advantage of his sister and then reject her after that. Man, that's troubling. 
But enough of that all said. Right now, it's already in the news about how a guy raped his five-year-old cousin to death. And another raping a three-month-old baby. Like, how do you explain this? How do you connect the dots? See, it's really unfortunate that the incidence of rape in our country is reaching epidemic proportions. And if it is not curbed with rich alarming limits where there would be strife and bitter rivalry between the male and the female gender. You see, the other day I was reading and I got to read where a woman murdered a husband by grabbing his penis. Where are we going to? And the thing is, there's coming a time that fathers will no longer be trusted with their daughters or sons be trusted with their sisters. And if you had listened to the previous episode where I, um, um, titled um, The Fate of Man in a Sex Mad Society, my guest, Pastor Monday Paco, said something about this breeding a culture of fear. And basically, this isn't what God had in mind when he made this world. Like, how is it that God's gifts of sex for pleasure among married people have now become an object or channel of murder, dysfunction and pain in our world? The danger of this is that old wounds will be reopened with every rape incident that hits like sorry that hits the headline so what would people do do they have a chance at healing or let me make this personal would you ever heal but here's the good part i know you can i know you will heal and that's the reason i recorded this episode so how do you heal from the pain of sexual abuse? The first thing you have to do is call it as it is. Yes. You see, more often than not, we do not address issues because we refuse to call it by name. We excuse what requires urgent attention simply because we don't want to face reality. The thing is, we fear to look at ourselves in the mirror so we would not feel the pain. Or should I say... Go numb to the pain of being used, abused, and in extreme cases, rejected. See, but I'll be honest with you on this. You don't have to hide. I repeat, you don't have to hide. See, rape is real. And the psychological and emotional trauma is incomprehensible, especially to the one who doesn't know what it means to be um to have someone become intimate with you without your consent. Like how do you explain to an adult or someone else tearing your hymen without a vow to be committed to you for life before God, your pastor, your friends or your family? Like how do you explain a woman or a lady giving you a blowjob if you're a man after which she forces you to ride her without your consent? No. This is not just an ordinary event. It is rape. It is sexual molestation. It is sexual violation. It is use and abuse. But the thing is, until you are ready to call it its what's name, you're not ready to be healed. So the thing is, if you can call it its name as it is, it's going to leave the wounds open. But it won't stay open because it is in the midst of the openness that the beginning of your journey towards healing starts. 
So I encourage you to stop hiding behind the shadows of excuses and unnecessary explanations. Even the Bible did not write off Tamar's whole story. So you don't have to ignore your story. You don't have to write your story off. The reason is simply because you cannot heal when you avoid the truth. And which brings me to the second way you should heal or you can heal. You have to talk to someone. You have to talk to someone. You see, as human beings, we weren't created to live in isolation, but to live in families and pursue relationships that leave us better than the past version of ourselves. I want to take that again. I think it's very, very profound that as human beings, we were not created to live in isolation, but we were created to live in families and pursue relationships that leave us better than the past version of ourselves. And see, that's why it's necessary to talk to someone you can trust after you've been sexually used and abused. Someone you can be vulnerable to knowing that your story will not become breaking news in a couple of minutes. See, I encourage you to talk to someone who would be supportive, empathetic, and calm to you. If you don't have such people in your life, then talk to a therapist. But apparently, this option sounds ancient and weak as many people out there are of the opinion that you should speak out on social media. Like you are asked to narrate your sexual trauma on the cyberspace for all to hear. But if you're a critical thinker, I think you have some questions to answer. Does spilling your pain on social media guarantee your healing? Does it erase the stigma attached to anyone who has been raped before? Does it change your perspective about the gender that raped you? Does it heal your emotions and restore whatever broke in you? Permit me to ask you more questions. Does the social media campaign for jungle justice take away the shattering trauma, heal your scars or erase the plaguing nightmares, the shame, the flashback and other unpleasant memories? No, think about it. I think the best social media can do is make you trend for a while with a hashtag that doesn't guarantee the security of the next victim. Remember, the internet does not forget. In fact, it will leave you exposed. Have you thought about your children? Would they be able to face the heat of your decision to spill your sexual trauma on social media in years to come? Do not give in to sentiments. Quit pursuing um, cheap popularity that adds no value to your person, let alone Add a dime to your bank account. If you want to press charges for the things that have been done to you, you are free to do it, but do it maturely. Okay, that's um, where I'm going to wrap this whole thing up because actually this is the part one of this um, episode. But before I wrap this up totally, I want to read something to you from Bishop T.D. Jakes. Don't allow the sexual trauma to make you cold or make you lose your ability to love. Don't rehearse old memories to the point of being imprisoned by them so that you are no longer able to cry or shout or laugh. You don't have to lose your sensitivity or your identity. You don't have to lose touch with reality. 
because it's not everyone around you who is willing to take advantage of you. So I encourage you to heal, heal, brother, heal. It may be difficult, but heal, heal, sister, heal. It may be difficult, but heal. See, if you need to cry, please do. But what's most important is that you should heal. And I believe that you will. And actually, I feel led to pray for someone listening to me today who is finding it difficult to heal. Father, I thank you for your son and I thank you for your daughter. I thank you because you will heal him and you will heal her. I thank you because you will cause your light to shine in the midst of their night. That you will cause them to enjoy the unforced rhythm of your grace. That you will envelop them with your love that only you can give. And most especially, you will cause them to understand that you had a plan. And that their rape story is not strange to you. And that you are the very reason they didn't die in the process. I pray that you will let them experience your love. You will let them experience your love and fix whatsoever needs to be fixed in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Difficult Conversations with Faith. I hope you enjoyed it. Please do well to leave a feedback or a message until I come your way in two weeks' time. Do live a fruitful, amazing, and a productive life. God bless you.